Mindfulness, in one word, is focus, according to Dr. Eric Holzapple from Living in the Gap. Check this out. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the Do Zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Be more and do less. Dr. Eric Holzapple. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, glad to have you. Hey, to make sure you don't miss another episode, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. And also, if you're looking to better understand how you get stuff done, head on over to dozonedna.com and take our personality profile assessment built specifically for busy entrepreneurs. It's going to show you how to build your world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's dozonedna.com. Today's guest is Dr. Eric, Eric Holzapple. He's a real estate developer and entrepreneur. He's used mindfulness to transform his life, his family, and his business. He has over 40 years of business experience, taught in business school for over 20 years, and has more than 30 years of experience in mindfulness, including being a meditation and yoga instructor. Dr. Holzapple, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Yeah, good morning, Josh. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on. Hello to everybody. Uh, I think one of the Really, for me, mindfulness is the key to getting things done, because if I had to say mindfulness in one word, it's focus, clearing out the junk and focusing on what I've chosen to focus on. So I think a key to getting things done is really being able to fill your mind with the one thing that you want to get done and just doing it. You know, there's there's power in the one thing. Uh, and it's uh, Gary Keller wrote an entire yeah. book on it. Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, what is the one thing such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? And uh, I've I've seen so many different variations of the idea that we're doing too much stuff. Yeah. And I would love to get your take on that to maybe dive a little bit deeper. Why first? Why do we do too much stuff? And second, how do we fix it? Well, I think that's how we're programmed. You know, I. A lot of people, I mean, we have working hard down. We work hard, you know, Hmm. do a lot of stuff, you know, in society, I think culture programs us to to be really busy. And I'm busy naturally. I like to do a lot of things too. It just, it's just my DNA and my, how I'm wired, but I don't think it's always productive. You know, that's why my quote is do more and be less. I think if you, I mean, sorry, be more and do less. I had that opposite is, uh, that we constantly get doing and we just get caught up in doing and and action, but it's not really intentional. It's not really what we're focused on. And, you know, we haven't really thought of it with purpose and intention and really focused on it. We're just busy and busy doesn't create results. Focus creates results. You know, it's, uh, you're, 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 you're man chasing after my own heart here. I, I have, uh, an episode of my podcast that came out 
that that basically says busy is a four letter word. And uh, the way that you can really put this through a filter, are you, are you ever really busy is switch the word with unfocused. Mm. Are you busy or are you unfocused? I went so far, Eric, as to go into my phone and went to the little text replacement part of my iPhone and I took I put type the word busy and every time I type the word busy it auto corrects to unfocused <laughs> which leads uh, to some hilarious results when you don't check it often yeah. enough but but that's really what it has to do with you're either you're there is no busy you're either focused or you're unfocused yeah uh and and so tell me more about how did you come to this realization well because I am it You know, I'm a busy guy. I was running. I was very successful, you know, monetarily and business wise and those kind of things, but just not happy, you know, not didn't have uh, any peace of mind, was unhealthy, those kind of things. And, and, And once I became more mindful and more focused, that switched for me. And I think there's a a. A feeling in the, particularly in the business world, you know, mindfulness is something that you have to take away away from your business or away from your profits or away from something else to practice. And I've found exactly the opposite is that if I take time for mindfulness, I'm more focused, I'm more successful, I'm less stressed, I'm more approachable for sure. And importantly, I see opportunities that I wouldn't see if I was just busy. If I'm just, you know, flailing things up all the time, I miss a lot of good opportunities, which I try not to miss. I try to see, you know, because it isn't always what I'm looking for that happens, but good things are out there. If I can, if I can say, you know, if I can notice them and be flexible enough to to go with them. Good things are out there if I can notice them. All the time, you know, failures are, failures are the, the start of your next success. But so many times we get closed down and we're judgmental and we're boom and we're so closed that we don't see the door that opened, you know, something else. So you you bring up an interesting point. Uh, You know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of entrepreneurs, maybe some that even listen to this podcast who subscribe to the hustle culture. Nothing wrong with hustling. I mean, that's important. Hustling is how the world goes around. But one thing that most of us miss when we're hustling is the idea that if you're driving so fast down the road, you miss that one tree that was painted purple. You miss that scenic view that could have taken your breath away and inspired some new chapter of your life Mm -hmm. because you're not looking because you can't because you're focused on the road because you're going so fast. Yeah. And, and, And that describes me when I don't work on it. (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm driven and i go i it really takes me i call it busyness a personality defect of mine that i really use mindfulness as an antidote to really try to slow down a little bit enough so that i can notice uh there's just so many opportunities out there and and, you know one reason we set goals and visions is so that we take intentional actions we take meaningful actions but those actions are the beauty. It isn't necessarily the exact result that we're going for that we get. Sometimes we do, and that's awesome. But often it's just when we take that beautiful intentional action that we've set something in motion in the in the universe, in the business community, 
And we ought to be aware to notice when it comes back around. And a lot of times we miss it. It wasn't exactly what we're looking for. So that isn't good enough. And, you know, my my uh, experience is success is noticing those opportunities, being flexible enough to jump over and say, you know what? Susie said no, but, you know, Paula said yes. I'm going to the dance, you know, find <laughs> find uh, <laughs> find those little kernels that are that are out there everywhere. That's awesome. And so do you have. Uh, any quick words of wisdom for somebody who let's let's say is is maybe going so fast that they can't stop and look around or they think they can't? Uh, are there any kind of quick hit tips? Let's say top three things that you can do to really slow down and and focus on this mindfulness and 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 how to really be intentional with all of your actions. I don't know how quick a hit it is because it you know. We've There's nothing quick here about mindfulness, right? You know, well, we've been programmed to be not present. That's our pro most of our program. Mine was from birth to however old we are, you know, 30, 40, 50, whatever, you know, I'm in my 60s now. So we've been programmed not to be present. So I think the quick hit quick hits that we get are probably ones we don't want, you know, mm -hmm. that are the heart attack or the accident or, you know, some disaster that we have that makes us stop. I think it, it's an intention. Uh, it starts with an intention to be mindful, to slow down, to start noticing. And then it takes some practice. Now, the good news is, my experience, it doesn't take hours and hours or months in a monastery. You know, you can do it in a couple minutes a day if you're consistent. We start with two minutes of, of meditation. I don't think meditation's for everybody. It has to be meditation either. But somehow what works for you mindfully maybe it's a mindful walk or something else but you have to pull some time away without your phone you know that's intentional to to start working on it and then that starts to filter into your day at different different times that you slow down you start noticing but we have to notice you know our thoughts that we're not our thoughts we have to start noticing them so that we don't follow every random thought that comes up we can just look at them as you know, foul balls and go, ah, that's not a good one. Let's go with this one. I, and, I, I don't think how quick it is, Josh, to be honest. I think it takes a little time. Well, I, I appreciate that you redirected that because, you know, you just proved the point uh, here on a podcast and I'm trying to keep everybody's attention, you know, hey, give me some quick hit points. And you said, well, you know what? I think the problem is we're looking for the quick hits. And when you associated the the quick hits with a, a disaster, a heart attack, a death in the family. Mm -hmm. Those are the quick hits. Those are the ones that that snatch you and say, hey, you better pay attention, man. That's right. Yeah. And there are more deliberate, intentional, methodical ways for us to 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 get that mindfulness without having to be slapped in the face. But we're all used to being slapped in the face. Well, that's what it takes, I guess, for, for a lot of us. But, you know, for me, I got slapped in the face, but it wasn't that it was just, you know, I was in my, I was, I think I was 30, 31. I just been nothing, doing nothing but traveling and being successful in business. I was single. I stepped on a scale. I was 50 pounds overweight. I was having pains. You know, I was, was just, I still looked at it and it was just like a shock to me. I call it a transformation. I just looked at it and said, I'm not going to live long if I keep this up, you know? This is success. No, thank you. I think I'll try something else. You know, so a shock comes to, or that quick hit comes to different ones of us different ways. Uh, but 
you know, somehow it, we have to have something get on us to just say, hey, I need an intention of changing this and dedicating a little time to it. But I, as I say, I don't think it takes hours and hours a day, but a few minutes a day takes to get started. Fascinating. And so uh, tell me a little bit more about that, that moment you, you were running a successful career, uh, traveling around in business and everything was going great for you. And then you had that moment where you realized, okay, everything's not that great. And it sounds like there was a, a, the, going back to a point that you made earlier, there has to be an intention. There has to be an act that you do with intention. And so you made an intentional decision to say, okay, I've got to go in a different direction. Yeah. What were, what were some of those things that you were thinking at that time that led you to go in this different direction? Well, I was drinking too much. I wasn't, wasn't exercising at all. And that's where I started. I gave up drinking for a time. I, I went on a diet. I started running again. I was always a, you know, an athlete and I hadn't run in five years, you know, it's just working. So I started that. And then the step for me, that got me on the mindfulness thing was yoga. I, when I got in a little better shape, I saw something that just looked interesting to me. I said, ah, and then, you know, it wasn't in the studio. It was just on a DVD. And I started yoga and that, that really got me into my body and started feeling things differently. So I was starting to, you know, notice what I was eating, notice that I wanted to exercise, those kind of things. It wasn't until a few few years later that uh, my older brother turned me on to meditation and that sent me on another, another track. So it was a, it was a process and it always is. It was an iterative process, but it started with me slowing down and saying, I got to do something different for my health. You know, this is success, but I'm going to be dead. I got to do something different. I, I wonder how many in our crowd right now uh, would think the same thing if they were only able to see it. Uh, maybe that moment of stepping on the scale or having the chest pains has not yet arrived. They feel like something's yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, and they know that life should be different, but they're not quite ready to make that change. And, you know, uh, you you said something that uh, I'm start I'm starting to see things as they become relevant to me, and we all we all kind of do this over time. We start to see the world. The world presents us with the clues and the knowledge and information that we need when we're ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this about your health journey. Uh, I've never been. Uh, a horribly unhealthy person, but I've never been like a super judicious, like a militant exercise diet kind of person either, like mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. And I decided, you know, you know what, I'm going to change this, not because I want to lose weight, but because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing that, I started feeling better. Not necessarily, I mean, obviously the, the uh, the dopamine kick and the the adrenaline and the endorphins from from exercising certainly but the fact that i was doing something every single day to take care of myself first mm-hmm. nobody else got that time but me it was for me and here's the thing the weirdest thing this happened to me yesterday eric uh my phone got turned off so i go to work out at 6 a.m my phone got turned off somehow in the middle of the night and I'm sleeping like a baby. Like this is the best night's sleep I've ever had. I'm like, Oh man, this is so great. I can't wait to work, wake up and go work out. 
And then I finally open my eyes and I look at the clock and it's 645. And I have a workout partner that that I completely bailed on, mm-hmm. you know, and I missed my window to work out. And so I could not work out that day. And man, I will tell you, I was so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt physically down and emotionally down. And I can't help but attribute at least some of it to the fact that that exercise pushes me forward and makes me healthy. And if I don't get it, now I'm going, it's like I'm slipping back into that person I used to be. And I don't like it. We're we're habitual creatures too. You know, we keep doing whatever it is we've been doing. And (laughs) that's the good and the bad. I mean, to get started on an exercise routine or a mindfulness routine or a diet routine, it's always hard to get started, you know? But the beauty is once we turn the corner and start in the good habits, they're as hard to stop or not as not, maybe not quite as easy, but they're almost as hard to stop as the bad habits are once you get going. I mean, I get up in the morning and I'm just grabbing from my journal and doing, you know, just like the book and everything just automatic. It would be really hard not to do that. And you're, it sounds like you're getting that kind of thing for the gym, you know, it's just what gets you going. Yeah. And we're habitual creatures. So what habits we form is who we become. You know, the habits that we get going is, is the person we are. So to start noticing those and changing them starts with intention and then starts with the some actions that set new habits. So sounds I, like you're well on the way. Well, I think that's where the mindfulness really comes into play because you can't you can't be aware of how the world around you is affecting you until you start paying attention. Yeah. And the only way that you can pay attention is to be mindful. The only way that you can be mindful is to focus on yourself. It, it's really, the, that's what it is, right? Paying attention, mindfulness, focus, you know, mm-hmm. it, focusing on what, and, and, you know, I love business and business has learned how to steal our focus and we need to take it back, you know, and the only one that can really take it back is us. And it starts, you know, small intentional steps of uh, once in a while, like your phone cut off, but once in a while, setting our phone aside and saying, you know what, I think I'll go to lunch without my phone today. The world will still be here when I get back. You know, we get we get into this thing that everything has to be instantaneous, every answer, every this, every that. And it makes it so that we are never we're never at peace. We don't have a minute of rest, you know, when we can just focus. So and I and I'm not, you know. God's gift to mindfulness or anything else. I I need it because I'm so driven and so passionate and so, you know, and, and so focused that what on, on what I'm doing, I need to once in a while say, okay, I need to focus on these holistic things a little bit too, <laughs> not just on business or profit or, you know, the next trip. I gotta, I gotta really be intentional about it. That's right. Well, I love the way your brain works. Speaking of mindfulness, let's, uh, let's get in there and, uh, do some do zone diagnostics. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. So series of five questions here. I ask every guest just a rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do, Eric, that keeps you focused on your goals? I, I set them and I put them in a vision. I put them in a vision board that it's something I can look at every day. Nice. And how do you get back on track when you lose that focus? Commitments, 
habits and commitments are both habits keep me on it every day and my commitments that i revisit keep me back in my habits they're they're things work together commitments can make me form habits and happen habits help me make commitment if i make commitments that are against my habits they're hard to keep <laughs> well said and uh who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable oh gosh i'm so lucky I have a support group of my family that's in this work. I have a support group at work. Uh, you know, I brought mindfulness into the company and it's our, our vision statement here is mindfully creating community. So I get that here. And I also run a, a you know, living in the gap, mindful leadership group uh, or in a current cohort and they keep me accountable and keep me going. So I've just got a great support group. Excellent. And uh, Eric, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? I'm a ready, fire, aim kind of guy. I I just tackle them. You know, I say, if you want to make sure you do the right thing, try everything. <laughs> I just go. I'm indefeatable when I get into something like that. I, you know, I mean, I've failed before, for sure. Nobody that's successful hasn't had failures. But I normally just I tackle it on. Uh, I'm also, you know, I I know how to put teams together, you know, to help me to to fill my deficits because I can't do everything. So I'm very good. I'm a developer. I'm very good at putting teams together to help me do the things that I can't do myself. Awesome. And last question: What's the number one pro tip you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? Mindfulness. Be focused, clear out the junk that's been put in there since you were born about what is really important. Find out what's really important for yourself, focus on it and tune the rest out because <laughs> you can't focus on everything. So tune into what you want and tune out what you don't want. You know, there's a, uh, uh, another guest shared with me, uh, the reticular activating system. Yeah which serves kind of as a filter, like your, your brain cannot possibly process all of the information it's receiving. And so your RAS, as it's called, decides what's more important to you. Um, and so it sounds like that's one of the things that, that you really would yeah. recommend as well is we have to start blocking things out. Your RAS is your own Google search engine. <laughs> you know, we all have them. It's what you're putting up in your Google search. What do you want to search for? What you focus on expands, you know, put those things in there that you search for. And also just as important as, you know, what are you going to stay away from? Mm -hmm. You know, what's bringing you down? Who are the, who are you hanging around? Your product of the five people you hang around the most, you know, what do you want to manifest? What do you want to foster? And who aren't you? You know, get, mm -hmm. you're really clear with those things it can make a huge difference. So tell us what is the gap and why should we live in it? You know, the gap is that little space uh, where one, we have some 6,000 thoughts a day where one thought stops before another thought starts. It's where peace and joy and happiness, really success live. Stress, anxiety live in thought. So we need to think. I'm not disputing that. Uh, but we also need some spaciousness in between those thoughts. So meditation uh, or some other mindful activity, it doesn't have to be meditation, helps us start to identify you know, that we have thoughts, we're not our thoughts, and a little little separation between our thoughts and who we are. And that's how I find happiness is, success. And uh, I think you can have that and 
material success too, in lieu of that. Awesome. And, and so this living, living in the gap, uh, the, tell us a little bit more about how did this come about and, and, and who's it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've created living the gap, a mindful leadership program for business professionals that really want to make a difference, want to make a difference in their own life in the life of their families and the communities and the world that, uh, you know, it's based on giving back on being mindful and on having everything, having it all. It's not like I'm going to do that in lieu of having a ski condo or taking a trip. I'm saying you can do it all. If you prioritize right, you focus right, you can have a, a really extraordinary life of material success. I say affluence increases your influence. Why do you want material success? So I can make a bigger difference for my family, for myself, and for others. You know, that's how I think capitalism works. And I love capitalism. I just think we need to really look around and make the differences that we know need to be made when we can make them. That's right. So. Excellent. And so uh, are there events that happen with this? How does it, is it kind of a mastermind format? Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, we have a number of different things. We have a, we have a, uh, a 21 day introduction to mindfulness. We run three or four times a year. It's running right now. We'll have another one in January. We'll run an eight-week uh, corporate mindfulness program on Zoom and and in person if you're in this area, but it'll be on Zoom otherwise in January. Our 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 uh, primary event is a nine-month mindful leadership program that uh, you really take a deep dive, really take a deep dive into your own life and learn how you know you can use business. You don't have to just make time for it. We say bring your business to it. How you transform your business and your personal life around it and also there's a book coming out uh profit with presence that uh, is avail available for pre-sale on uh, amazon be coming out in the first quarter that outlines the programs and the tenets of the 12 pillars of mindful leadership cool and so what are some of the what are some of the revelations that somebody who is a a, a business owner an entrepreneur who has kind of gone through this process can you give an example of uh what they were able to walk away with yeah, they were able to, I mean, number one is uh, that you can prioritize your yourself, your own personal work and your family ahead of work and get away with it. <laughs> is that, that's why we work. So we really teach to prioritize your own health, your own mindfulness, so you can be present and your family and your friends that are important to you and make sure those things are handled. And that those things will just allow you to focus more on work when you're there. If you handle those and take care of them, it isn't like we have to, we get so tied up in this uh, frenzy that we were talking about earlier of busyness that we really think, oh, I don't have time to do that. If you don't have time for your family and your friends, what the heck are you doing? You know, yeah. why are we, why are we doing it? Cause you find in the end, and I'm getting closer to the end than I'd like to be. You find in the end, that's what you have, you know, those relationships that you formed are really what you have look forward to every day. So, and none of them are going to care how many extra hours you worked. No, no. And I, I really, I really believe in the be more and do less that you get so much more done when you start watching your calendar, you'll see how much time you waste. That's that right. If you're, fo if you're focused, you, you can move the world in a few hours a day, man. That's right. If you're focused, you can move the world in a few hours a day. That's a great quote. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Um, and 
So just as a kind of final thoughts here, uh, where would somebody go to engage with you and learn more about this? Yeah, our website is the best source of uh, information on our programs and everything we're up to. There's also free resources on there if you want to learn to meditate or mindful movement or book list to get started, those kind of things. Livinginthegap.org. Livinginthegap, spelled out, .org. It's a nonprofit that we've started. Uh, has some free resources and also all of our events on there. And we have a monthly newsletter. You can sign up for there about, uh, you know, living in the gap experiences. Excellent. Dr. Eric Holzapple, thank you so much. I, I don't know that so many profound things have been said in such a compact amount of time. Oh, thank you. Uh, I really Too appreciate kind. it. Yeah. Too I really kind, Josh. Thank going you. on here. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to repeat this last thing that I heard. If you're focused, you can move the world in a few hours a day. And true words have never been spoken. That is 100% it, accurate. You can do it. You got the We're rest gonna... of the day. You got the rest of the day to savor the world, you know, save it for a few hours and then savor it the rest of the day. That's right. Great. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much to our guest, Dr. Eric Holzapple, for joining us and sharing some wisdom on how he gets stuff done. You can connect with him directly and learn about his organization by going to livinginthegap.org. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. And don't forget to get your own personal DoZone DNA by visiting DoZoneDNA.com. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at the do zone. Also keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into the do zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Go do something already. See you next time.